Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian, joined as always by my good mate, Lockie, and we are back to preview Carlton's Round 7 clash against the West Coast Eagles. Lockie, things are quite negative in the Carlton spaces right at the moment. I just loved, because because I didn't get to chat to you after the uh, the St. Kilda game, I'd love to gauge mm-hmm. how you're feeling and where everything kind of sits oh. with you. It seems to be how we start every one of these episodes, but now even more so, because I didn't get your hot takes after the, the mm. loss. I didn't get your fiery emotions all in one spot. So I'd love to hear how you're feeling at the moment. It's good to be back, mate. Um, I certainly wasn't fiery. It was more of a, a deep depression, I would say, a deep <laughs> sadness uh, from what we saw on Sunday. Mm. Um, but I'm pumped to record this. I'm feeling good for this weekend. Mm. I'm feeling the optimism's back. Um, I don't want to say it's a roller coaster because it's like it's mm. it's more gradual than a roller coaster. It's been like a slow kind of decline, and now I feel like we're gonna. It's gonna. It's only up from here, surely. Yeah, it's a bit, bit more like maybe the teacup ride rather than a roller coaster, teacup if that ride. makes any sense. I don't know. But yeah. look, I, yeah, I guess for me, sort of after that Saints loss, I was feeling quite down. I think my motivation around Carlton immediately after it was just was so low. It's one of the lowest yeah. it's been in a while where I was just like, oh, I don't want to watch this if this is how it's going to be going forward. But I mean, like, with you. like every single week. Few days after, you start to get up and about, start to go. Okay, can we fix this? How are we going to do it? And now we're here. Now we're excited to record this—a a midday yeah. recording on, on a Friday afternoon, How which good. is unlike us. Normally, it's a night one, so we're a little bit more awake, a little bit more up and about. Uh, so let's see how things go. But look, as I said, the Blues take on the Eagles after back-to-back losses, first time this season that's happened. <laughs> the boys are looking to rectify this, and there are plenty of big talking points that we need to cover on this show. So let's get straight into this. And we've got to kick this off how we do every single week. It is the what do you want to see from this game, Lockie? And what are those key things that you (laughs) need to see? So when we reflect on this after the win, we can go, yep, beautiful, ticked off, ticked off. We're the best side in the league again. Mm -hmm. You know I love the reflecting. I like the narrative. I want us to be producing a nice timeline of of progression towards that flag. Um, I mean, it feels like there couldn't be a better... Well, I guess it could, they could always be better. But this is such a great situation for us this week to try and regain some form, I think, mm. against this West Coast team who, my goodness, I I know the commentators are going to be talking about West Coast having injuries. And sometimes it's like, oh, Carlton have injuries too. This week, I don't want to hear any of that. West Coast mm. are so depleted. We cannot even stack up against them. This is just the perfect opportunity for us to have a domination of a game. So I think that's... The main thing, the the high level thing that I want to see is that we should be dominating this game. Yeah. Sometimes we talk about, oh, we'll, we'll be happy just to get the four points, or to, um, that's out the door for me this week. Mm. Uh, a, a tight win is not uh, a tight, unconvincing win is not enough for me. This is the week that we have to put the foot down. No, I, I agree with you. And it's annoying because we haven't seen it this season. And I had that written as one of my three points. It was comprehensive and easy win. It's not like the North game, not like the GWS game. We've had two losses. It's time to rectify this. It's time to fix the issues that we have. As you're saying, yeah. perfect opportunity against probably the worst team in the comp at the moment. They've got the injuries. Mm-hmm. It's away from home, but that's no excuse anymore. If you want to be a good team, you beat anyone and you definitely beat a team like this currently. And so it's a perfect yeah. kind of, yeah, just time to do it. Rehearsal potentially for how we want to play for the rest of the season. And it has to be start mm-hmm. to finish games done. Not like last year. Um, but yeah, you stole yep. one of mine. So I'll throw another one in Good. there. 
Uh, it's impact from smalls. Impact from smalls is what I want to see. And this goes to what we'll probably talk about in what I'm assuming is another one of our things we want to see from this game. But due to the way we're playing at the moment, it's not helping these smalls and their form is not helping themselves either. The Fisher, Durden, Honey, Ed, these guys have been kept in this team. And we'll talk about selection at some stage. I know that is the key talking point every Carlton supporter wants to talk about. Twitter blew up last night and these guys have been selected again. It's another opportunity. They have to show it. I need to see something more than I am currently. What they're contributing has not been enough, has not been effective. If they're going to get continually gifted games and not get replaced, Mm. it's time to show up for me, for those guys. So I need to see some impact from our smalls, whether that's goals, whether it's pressure, whether it's stopping West Coast's run, whether it's all of it. It's what I need to see from them. But what's another one for you, Lockie? That's good. I almost want to shoehorn this question in now from Timmy Dub because as I was scrolling through, you got plenty of engagement with your uh, review questions as you always do. But I feel like this speaks to what you're saying then. So from Timmy Dub, selections have been made um, and there remains some... See? Oh, he's done it again. I I seriously... (laughs) How many weeks in? Is this a new segment? Like, Do I have to go through every single episode that we've done... And just find every time that you can't speak, trying to read a fan question out here. Because I'm going to do it. By the end of the season, it's actually, I can't do it. Because it's going to be a 10-hour affair of you botching being able to read perfectly good English. I'm going to DM Timmy Dub after this because I think he's <laughs> genuinely a, stitched me up here on purpose. Um, so I'm just going to interpret the question and not read it word <laughs> for word. Thanks, Timmy Dub. Just as I said, how good a question. I shoehorn this into the main part of the episode. Which lucky, which lucky player is most likely to repay Voss's faith in them this weekend and rejuvenate mm. their year? I love that as like a positive take on this. So yes. I, want, I, want, I want you to give me a name and maybe it's one of the smalls, maybe it's mm. someone else. Mm. Who's it going to be? Oh, that is a tough question. Like I, in my head, I want it to be Fisher. I need it to be Zach Fisher. But I'm going to say, I don't know. Maybe George Hewitt. Maybe that's the easy answer. Because I feel like no, this is a, a man one. who I've been saying get him out at the moment because he's either injured or out of form. Either way, someone else should probably be in there for what I think he's doing. He's probably the most likely that can turn it around because we've seen so much of it. Um, but for me, I, I want it to be him or Fisher, really. Do you have anyone that yeah. springs to mind yourself? No. I mean, F- Fisher was the first one for me. Yeah. I... Yeah, I don't. I'm not even sure what that looks. What it really looks like. I guess it, that's him being that spark and probably hitting the scoreboard as well. Mm. Um, the Hewitt one is great, and, I, and if we're looking at who is most likely, I think it's yeah, it's got to be him because we know he's got it in him. So, great question, Timmy Dub. Yeah. So, do you have any other little things yeah. that you're looking to see here, Lockie? Um, not little things. They're all they're all big things this week because so much has to change. I mm. guess I guess something that is like a visible thing for me at least is the hunger that the players yeah. come with. Like we'll probably talk about the the game plan mm. stuff at some stage, but regardless of the coaches and the game plan and and the structure and that kind of thing, the intensity that our players bring is always something that you can tell. And I mean, we say mm. this every week. It's like we want to see it from the start of the game. And how often and how often does that actually happen? So we feel like a bit of a broken record, but mm. that hunger and that coming out of the blocks hard, um, like we did against West Coast last year, where yeah. 
watching that, it was like, whoa, we have just blown them out of the water here. And obviously, we let them back in because that's that's what we used to do. That's how we do it. Um, but we, we should be blowing them out of the water like that again from the start, the hunger from everyone. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And it's, it's something that you want it from the start, obviously. But I think something that we've clearly lacked is being able to bring that intent, hunger, desire, whatever word you want to use to describe it, struggling to bring that consistently for a full game. And, and I know that we, we are always big advocates for, so there's going to be a moment in that game, whether it's a quarter, 10 minutes, whatever, that you're not going to be in control. The opposition are going to come out and play better football. That's just yes. how things happen. There's going to be ebbs and flows in the game. But as long mm-hmm. as you're there, thereabouts for majority of that contest, you can you know leave the ground with your head held high. And we just haven't seen that enough. We've seen in for five minutes, disappear for far too long, in for five minutes. It's just not good enough. So I agree. Mm-hmm. We need to bring it from the start. Perfect opportunity to do that. Make the game ending it early. That fact that West Coast will never even think they're in this game. Yeah. And then, yeah, just being able to hold that, which we re- reflecting on it, we didn't do last year. So that's probably a good thing to, to try and fix. And yeah, my probably my last one, my main one, I assume it was probably one of the first ones you wrote down on yeah. the lips of everyone at the moment. And it is around the game plan. And what I want to see is faster ball movement. I want to mm-hmm. see us take that corridor on, want to risk to take the game on. Don't be scared of it. More handballs, please. And we'll get to this when we go on a bit more analysis around the stats and how we're using the ball currently. But I mm. want us to move it faster. Because I think, I think I said this on the review show that we do need an element of our game plan that is a bit more controlled. It's something that hurt us late last mm-hmm. year. So I don't mind that this is something we're trying to put into the game plan. It just can't be all slow kick mark. Because the other team get to rush back. They get to set up defensively. And then you're relying on Harry or Charlie to have to take a contested mark or hoping that someone works ridiculously hard to create space or someone that can actually use the football really well. It's relying on too many little things that I think are so just percentage-wise harder to actually obtain compared to what I think you could do, which is the quick handball to create space. But then at times, if you need to, you can control the game. So that is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And I've got some good news because oh. guess who's come through with another scoop? <laughs> you would not, you would not, not read about this, but our man Soge, Adrian Sell, has come <laughs> back with another one. I, we've got to make this a weekly Soge. segment at this stage. Someone blare that siren. We've got breaking news. We've got to cross to a live location where this man is to deliver us this news. Who God knows where he is, but... Soge is on fire. Said, All right. He has said, so he's, he's given us a few. He's given us the McGovern injury. He's given us McGovern's playing. He's yep. even gone out and, and thrown some, some jabs at the coaching staff for saying that TDK was sick, saying, mate, I saw him all week. He sounded pretty good to me. He didn't look any sick when he was, you know, <laughs> doing the drills with the children on, on Icon Park. So this man is everywhere. He is to the ground and he's found another one. And he, he's not just at the club. He's going out and about to find these ones because he's spoken to an inside source. Roaming so. Father okay. of a current player. Now, we can't leak too many of the details here, but we can confirm <laughs> from this man who has spoken to his son, which I don't know how clearer communication you can get there. Fathers and sons don't lie. Pretty good. And he can confirm that a new game plan is currently being worked on. Now, <sighs> we can't get too many details on this. There's, there's Sometimes for this, you can't, you can't you know, dig too deep. Otherwise, you'll mm-hmm. never get let in again. But the question is on this, sorry, is 
How big a change is this? And I'd love to get your thoughts on what you're thinking here because is it a complete change? Is it an adjustment to how we're playing? Because it's good news regardless that clearly, even though a Brad Lloyd has come out, defended the game plan, that Salman here has gone, we need to change something a little bit here. So I can confirm through our source, Soj, that a new game plan is being worked on as we speak. So what do you reckon it is, Lockie? Mm. So do you you think we're going to see... I guess that goes into some of our questions later on. But you reckon this is going to be impacting this weekend or are you looking at this as more of a longer-term thing? It's hard to know, but... But It's the hard thing to know how quickly you can adjust certain things and it kind of goes on why I think I've been so frustrated because I feel that these are just such easy little tweaks of let's stop first thing we do being, okay, stop and find and kick the mark in this boring game style, Mm. whereas it needs to almost be... Choosing your moments for either. Choosing to go fast. Yeah. Tempo play. And I feel like that's been probably gone too far the defensive route. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. it is a bit more of us adjusting. We've got some some ball users back in this team. We've got more runoff halfback that was a little bit depleted. Hopefully that's going to help the way we do it. So I don't know if we're going to see it fully mm-hmm. formed, obviously, in a week. But I'm hoping to yeah. see enough little tweaks that we're not just seeing the same thing we've seen the last month or so. Yeah. So at least, they, at least it's positive, I suppose. Yeah. No, that's my take too. I, I think it's got to be. I mean, I, I would have less faith, um, I think, if I mm. knew that it was a complete overhaul. Because mm. so what? Everything that we were working on in the preseason yeah. and building up to, to now, we've decided needs to be completely scrapped. Like, that doesn't give me a yeah. lot of faith. So I'm sure it is more of a tweak kind of thing. Things, mm. things have worked this year. Lots of things haven't, so yeah. I think it will be more tweaking. But uh, you got to be you got to be happy about that. And so, and same with um, even going on that. Like, if it was say a complete overhaul, which I don't believe it will be, is what do you do if you're a player and like your coach all of a sudden goes, "Boys, we'll rip that paper up. Here's another mm. one," and you're going like, "Like you have you have no clue what you're doing, then." So it's hard to keep that faith. And yeah. as as we've probably spoken about, as I've touched on in this episode. There's an element of that slow controlled game style we need as a layer. And so if we can properly build into this season of we've gone in with this game plan, realized ah, there's parts of it that doesn't work. We'll go back to a little bit of what we did last year. We'll take elements of it, build throughout, use this start of the season as a learning curve, win enough mm. games, get to the buy like we were chatting about like last week. This is perfect. Like that's, that is what you kind of want. Come into the game, come into the season, figure out what's not working, fix it. Go totally. hard in that second half of the season. So we're keeping the faith. We think that there's a possibility it can still work. Absolutely. They've just got to go out there and prove it. And that is the key sticking point here. Um, did you have any last little things that you wanted to see from this game before we move in to getting more of these lovely listener questions? Yes. No, we've we've covered it all there. It's brilliant. I think, yeah. And it's not, it's not also just being able to say what the game plan is. It's also about the players buying into that with their decisions in every moment. And a lot of these things are kind of split second decisions that they're making Mm. about like what the instruction is and how they should be going about things. So that can take time too, but hopefully we can see in this game. I mean, that's what this segment is. Some players making those different decisions. We go, okay, there's something different here. Um, But let's go to listen to questions. And when you ask for questions towards the end of the week, a lot of them are going to be about selections. So we're going to be talking a lot about that, but we had one here from Cam Oxford. Bit of an, an, an easy question for you here, Ian. Bit of a, a softball. Will we play differently this week? 
I hope so. And I pray we see the Carlton of last season playing mm. like our very lives depend on it. Come on, Vossi, release the shackles and let the lads just fucking go for broke. How's that? That's like a we need, end this of man needs to, hype up. I was about to say, we need this man to script my um, end of closing episode, you know, hype big rants because that's good. I like that from Big Cam. And I'm hoping so. And if we're, if we're listening to Soju, who has not been wrong yet, we have not got any wrong information that's so true. far. He's like four from four at this stage. I think we will. And I would be, regardless of whether we manage to get that scoop or not, I would be very surprised if we come here after that West Coast game and we see exactly the same thing we've seen for the our start of the season. Because surely something would have had to have been adjusted. You would have, you would believe. You would think so. It's just the, like, the thing that I'm worried about is us going with the same method and us it, it managing to work because of the situation and the opposition yeah. and the matchups. And it's like, okay, well, now just bombing it in there is working because, look, it's bloody Tom Barass is the only man in this entire back line. So, mm. yeah, we'll play differently. Lock it, Lock in. it in. Lock it in. Um, do you want to, like, talk some selection stuff? Because, like, all the questions we have here are about that kind of thing. How do you feel? Are they all that? selection? They're all selection? All selection. Well, we may as well just get into the selection and talk about it now and and sort of change this around a little bit. But before we do, I just want to quickly say, if you want to get in touch with us, if you want to be getting your questions into us, follow us on the socials because at Navy Blue Corner, on Twitter is where we do a lot of the back and forth answering questions, getting them in. So follow us on there. But Instagram, bloody Facebook, TikTok, everything, we're on there. So keep in touch with us. And to never miss an episode, Mm -hmm. this is where the plugs come in. If you're on oh, YouTube, mate, you're on make sure you sub- subscribe. You'll never miss it. It's in. You click the subscription tab. Everything you'd ever want to see is in there. You get to see our beautiful faces. And then if you're on whatever preferred streaming platform you're on, whatever, wherever you're listening, chuck us a follow. Then you'll never have to miss it. You'll get notified. Wow. Um, get on the Apple podcast as well. Even if you don't have Apple podcast, get on. Leave a <laughs> review. Five stars. I'll read it. I, I read iPhone. two out. I read. Yeah, exactly. Figure it out. I don't care how you do it. <laughs> steal a phone i don't care write a review um mm-hmm. and we'll read them out because i read two out on the saint kilda review episode and i'm keen mm-hmm. to read more out next week so five stars and i will read it but yes let's get into some listener questions talk about the selection changes because it was a very interesting very interesting selection and i i'm so keen to get your thoughts Lucky, because i definitely yeah. didn't expect the changes that happened to transpire I wasn't expecting as many changes as I wanted, but in the end, in comes Adam Saad, Brody Kemp, and somehow from the grave, Sam Doherty has come back. It was two to four weeks. He's come back in two days. Uh, and then out, Jesse Motlop from suspension. Cowan's been managed. O'Brien out of that squad. And the big shock is Maddie Kennedy has been omitted. So, yeah, I guess what are the, uh, what are the listener questions around that? Well, this is a good kind of overarching one that can frame a lot of this discussion. Because I feel like we may have some difference of opinions as we talk about this, not mm. just with the specific players, but about this in general. So yeah, you've taken a lot of the words out of Rob Goulden's mouth here. Two days ago, Doherty was listed as two to four weeks. Were we trying to pull a sneaky over the 17th place waffle team that we're playing this week? Does the club have an issue with being open and honest with its supporter base? Mm. What do you think about that? It's it's definitely frustrating 
Like we've, we've spoken at length about the injury report, the lack of. I threw out a suggestion in the in the preview. Uh, sorry, in the review episode that. Like we need more around the guys that are injured and just a bit more content on them. I threw out a great suggestion. Mm-hmm. I thought Timmy Dub laughed it on Twitter. Of, I said I said the injury corner where we get these boys and it's just montages of them lifting weights. Get the eighties music pumping and just do really that. Great. That's better better than nothing. You'd at least know David Cunningham does exist completely. But uh, I don't know. You you definitely have a bit more of a differing opinion on this, and I do like <sighs> some of your take on that where you say like you love that. Any advantage you can get over your opposition is good. And so if that is making them think that a player is not available and then him being available, that's a good thing. And I, I do agree with that at elements. I would love to get your thoughts on this in particular situation, mm-hmm. not to just completely throw words in your mouth. But with no. this one for me, obviously the original diagnosis wasn't correct. Mm-hmm. And he's got better from whatever it was. And so I can yep. understand that to an extent, but to have an injury report that we released on Tuesday and it have still said two to four weeks from like two weeks ago or one week ago or whatever it was. I think it was like the 12th of April was the last time it was updated. And these are the, these are the things that like annoy me where we have these stupid injury reports and mm-hmm. they update you on two people per week, but there's like eight blokes that still, they have not said anything. And the update still says, yeah, this was last updated December, 1987. And you go, well, that doesn't help me at all. And yeah, in this, in this instance, the lack of transparency for me is an issue around it. Like just let us, you don't have to say he's going to play this week, but maybe just say he's tracking a lot better than normal. Like we're just going to have to reevaluate the time frame for him anything mm. for me on these players like i'd like to know a bit more about them and i feel yeah. to some degree we should be allowed that as as supporters mm-hmm. yeah no it's very fair i tell you what we need next assignment for soge have a chat <laughs> to the team that that does these injury reports and that kind of thing and get the scoop like how yeah. much of this is attempted strategy which um i hear rob's uh point here i don't think that this is a strategic thing Mm. i don't think that they've done this to try and surprise west coast um yeah it's funny because i i i don't really have a clear stance on it yet because i'm with you as a fan i want as much clarity and transparency on these kind of things as possible like i live for that i'd I'd get updates every day if i could like you said like show us videos of like what's Connor's up to today like if he's if he's just having said, a day on the bike, I want to know. I said, just to, let me know what he bought from Chatty on the weekend. Like, just go through your fits, mate. Like, I don't care. Like, just something. Just tell me, tell me what they do on on the weekend. What's your favorite coffee spot? Like, that's a nice time to do a bit of an interview with them, get an insight. Mm. I know sometimes the players may not want to do it, but surely just like, yep. What's the routine today? What are you What are you doing? Yeah, just a bit of bench press. Like, I don't care what it is. Just give totally. me something. I'm with you. But yeah, but but the, yeah, it's, the bit it's that I, the bit life. that I struggle the bit I struggle with is like um, trying to take the club on face value with things. Mm. And you and I have like over the life of this podcast, we've realised that hey, we can't we can't necessarily take these things at face value. Yeah, like some of the stuff is going to be wrong. Um, but you try and take stuff on face value when you can. So then Kennedy being omitted. And we've got the question mm. from Harrison Petkovic. What did Kennedy do to get omitted? Not his fault he got moved to defense. Do you think he was actually omitted? I do, weirdly. 
Do you think that he's potentially still carrying a bit of an injury and still a bit underdone from before he came back? Is that where you're thinking? Like, he's it's not on form. It's it's a bit of something else. I'm just not convinced that the selection group think that we're more likely to win a game with Ed Kerno playing than Kennedy. That that yeah. that's a crazy take to me. If that mm. if that's what they're actually believing. Yeah, and it's I mean you kind of nail it. You say like it's almost like the more that they do lie or the the tr- what they have said ends up not being true to say it even nicer than just throwing out the word lie but mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. more that that happens the more that the information that's given to the fans proves to be incorrect the oh sam walsh could have played next week and he's gone for all of preseason misses a first few rounds yeah. uh, you know oh it's he is a test to play next week and he's gone for six weeks the mm-hmm. more that this happens mm-hmm. like you just you can't I can't blame any fan for looking at an injury report where a player says they're missing one to two and them going, he's out for the season. Or even conversely saying, he's gone for the season and being like, look, he could play next week. And you can't blame anyone for having those opinions because you're not giving us any information. You're not giving us any hope. It's the the boy who cried wolfie. You can't keep feeding us wrong information. And And it leads to the bigger point of, well, what else that you are telling us isn't correct. And that's where you get these conspiracy theories. That's where you get fans just, I don't know what the word is, but like the the trust just being gone and just Mm. the negativity breeds from it because we just don't know what's true. We don't know what's right. Are we backing the game plan? Are we adjusting the game plan? Because if he came out and if if Voss actually came out and was like, look, We've been trying this for a few reasons um, that obviously we can't sort of tell you guys because that's, you know, a bit of IP. Hasn't 100% mm-hmm. been working how we thought it would. We've seen some positive sides of signs of it. Um, there's a few things that maybe aren't working. Yeah, we're obviously always evolving. We're just going to keep tweaking it. We're going to make sure that whatever we're doing is going to be right for this team that gets us wins. If Rossi comes out and says that, which basically says it's taking a bit of accountability, that things aren't working, they're changing mm-hmm. things, but taking a positive spin to it. No one is going to be like, oh, Vossi's a shit coach. He's had to change his game plan. I think he'd mm. be more heralded for that. And mm-hmm. who cares? It'll be like a week that someone has an article on it and then next week they've forgotten about it. So I don't think that that's a bad thing and it's better than saying, oh, we're sticking to it, we're sticking to it, where it turns out you might potentially just be changing things. It's just this weird mm-hmm. narrative around this club that is breeding the negativity in it. And I don't want to harp back to it, but it's kind of the stuff that we're getting frustrated around selection and around transparency in the Teague era that we were going, yes, okay, we've got new president, we've got new CEO, new coaching group. Let's hope that this changes. And to see these things rear its head again has been where I think the frustration's built for the fan base and definitely myself. Mm. No, I I think you've you've nailed that. I think we we generally are pretty aligned with this kind of thing now, but Mm. it it just makes it hard for me to kind of, analyze this properly yeah. because i mean yeah i i just can't get over this fact like on the on the the kennedy example like i know yeah. it's just one word and but it's a big deal f- for us and for supporters mm. watching particularly when people are like oh okay we're gonna try kennedy down back and oh i don't think that's gonna be great and then you see this um yeah. i don't know that's kind of the narrative a lot of people are going with but for me it's Kennedy is one of our 22 best players and he's someone that um, even if there's too many body, like even if we haven't got room in the CBAs right now, there there is players playing here that are not of the quality that Matt Kennedy is. Yeah. 
No, and it's it's such a weird one. Like, let's just talk about it now because this is where I think old Carlton Sport has been fired up. Everyone wanted a bit of a statement. They gave yes. us one, but it's probably not the statement we were wanting. It's it's a weird one because you're talking about Matt mm. Kennedy, a guy that came in, they've thrown him to halfback, a position that is definitely not his position. I think if you had thrown him to that forward role of an Ed Kerno, you wouldn't like yeah. it, but you'd be like, I have seen him play that before. I get it. He hasn't played yeah. great football in a position that's not his. And then immediately we've got some halfbacks back and we go, yep, dropped. And and I just think that that is, I, I just feel like that's such a bad thing to do to a player that you've asked to play an unfamiliar role that you definitely would not have planned for in preseason. You're going to him being like, mate, I need you to play this role for the team. He's gone ahead and done it. He's probably done just as good as you probably expected him to. And then you just drop him. You don't give him back into the midfield. You don't try him somewhere else. And the frustration comes again from that point you're saying. In fact, he's in over an Ed Kerno who mm. offers less if you put him in the midfield. And I, I would say less in the forward line, less going forward because it's probably one of his last seasons. Mm. Matt Kennedy's better Classic. in basically every single thing you could say, except maybe running capacity, which does that really matter that much when you compare the two. Mm-hmm. why is he not ahead of Ed? And I would say even further that not a lot of people have kind of spoken about is, okay, let's say you're keeping Ed there. Let's say you keep, you're keeping the other half backs. You're telling mm. me on current form, Kennedy can't keep his spot over George Hewitt, mm. mm-hmm. who I think has been playing worse football than Matt Kennedy has. It just it raises some weird questions. And I just, I'm not sure if that's the best message to send to a player. Like, if you're Matt Kennedy right now, you're like, I'm a midfielder, and they're like, play halfback, and you're like, fine, whatever for the team. And then they're like, yeah, you're dropped. You'd be like, get stuff. Mm. Like, I'm doing this for mm. you guys, and now you're dropping me. Like, it just seems a bit weird. And for it to, and I guess we'll have to kind of see, and I'm trying to temper this a little bit on my frustrations of, I do need to wait and see what happens. Cause who knows? Maybe this yeah. is a masterstroke. Maybe Matt Kennedy isn't in this midfield mix with what they're planning to do. Mm-hmm. But on face value right now, it just seems bizarre that he's not chosen over others currently. It just seems very bizarre. Yeah, I agree. And I, I feel like I've, I've raised this a few times and it's just because I don't, I don't see this kind of mentioned as much in the discourse. And this is me kind of, I guess, backing in, the, backing in the club a bit and, and, and taking this on face value. So if we're saying that he's not admitted because clearly like – we're saying he can't be omitted because he's playing worse than other people in the team, right? We agree that mm. he should be in based on form. Well, then there has to be something else going on. And there's so many things that we don't know about the club. Maybe there is something. People joke about things like, oh, God, what's, what's Paddy Dow got on uh, Michael Voss? Like he's got something that, you know, yeah. and people joke about that. But it's like maybe there is something that's going on mm. with Candy here. Maybe there's something training-wise, something personnel-wise yeah. where he isn't, delivering on the standards that we don't get to see mm. and like i don't like it's such a hypothetical bullshit kind of yeah. thing to say but we have i feel like i have to mention it because we're baffled if it's omitted based mm. on form so if i'm if i'm backing them in then maybe there's something going on we don't know about mm. i don't no, know if it, that's a good case scenario no or not, it, but... it it does make sense and like whether we agree with what their thinking is or not which i believe we most people wouldn't like, mm. if, you, if you're looking at what they're doing right now, they could be saying that, like, you know, Hewitt, whatever he's currently doing is the role that they have said and 
Kennedy, mm-hmm. when he was in the midfield, wasn't doing the role that they wanted, wanted or whether they just think the mix is wrong, whatever it is. Sure. And, but there, there could be an element. And it's hard. the hard thing with this is, from an outside point of view, it's hard to see him as the only one that's omitted if you're taking the line of he's not doing something that the coach is asking for when it looks like there's so many others that aren't Agreed. doing it. Totally. And that's and that and I and that's kind of the hard part of this. Like obviously there's a reason he was omitted, whether it was when he got the ball in certain areas, he was going against the directive that they wanted. They wanted him to move it this way, and every single time he didn't do it. That could be could have be a reason. But awesome. the hard part comes back to where you're looking at Honey, you're looking at Fisher, you're looking at these other guys mm. who we are saying are not playing oh, and performing totally how we right. believe they should. And you're going, surely they're not adhering to what the instruction is or playing in form. Because if they are, mm. then I have more issues than just this omission. And I think that's where it comes from, like what I Precisely. wanted to see and why I wanted so many changes. Because there's guys playing good in the two, well in the twos. And there's guys that I don't believe are playing well in the ones. And I just think that there needs to be more of a whether whether they're better or not. And I think it, they've kind of made their decision up with this, these changes where Voss and the coaching group have clearly said, blokes in the twos don't trust you. That's what I'm mm-hmm. seeing. That's the messaging I'm getting. I don't know if that's how you feel. Yeah. And with that, whether they are better or worse, I kind of just wanted to see them for the sake of, you kind of need to make an example. Like Ross Lyon has, it's come out and said it with Mason Wood, that if you're not doing it, someone else will. And whether they play better than you or not, if they're just at least doing what I'm asking, if they're putting it in, surely that's a kick up the backside of few of these players need. But yeah, I, I guess I'd love to know your, your thoughts on what changes you kind of wanted um, yeah. and, and kind yeah. of the, the statement piece of it. Because I know you're, you're never 10 changes, whereas I normally tend to be. So I'd love to kind of get your <laughs> thoughts on who you probably wanted yeah. in and out for this week. I know. And I'm very keen to hear yours too. I'll... We're, the last three kind of relate to this. So super bad uh, says he's happy that Kemp is in, um, but yeah. baffled with the Kennedy one, which is very fair. Um, our friend Jess Goats, what more do Dow and Carol have to do to get a game mm. in this team? Um, and then finally from Michael C. Madden, um, will we see TDK come in for JSOS in the coming weeks? Young helps in the mm. ruck. TDK stays yeah. a, as a legit third tall. I'd love to hear you, you first with the changes you like to see. Any of those guys, would they have been coming in? TDK, Carol, Dow, yeah. Bins. Well, well, Go off, yeah. Ting. It's, it's hard. There's, if, I'm, if I'm throwing in, I redid my changes on the provision that Doherty was actually fit. And it basically kind of ended up being Doherty comes in, Kerno comes out, Sard straight swap for Ed. Sorry, for, for Cowan, for Cowan. Because then that basically, yeah. I think I think Cowan's at a point where... Pit <laughs> Gurnow's coming out six He's times. twice. <laughs> that's, that's, that's on brand. That is on brand for me. So that's that a great Freudian is. slip there, to be honest. Uh, but like we lost the extra defender, which is why Kennedy and Chair have been playing down there. So Ed comes out because I just don't want to see him in there. Doherty goes to defense. Cowan, he's playing a bit more of a lockdown role. So I kind mm. of am like, okay, just you've, you've had a good run in the ones. Go into the twos, get that running back up and about, get some more confidence, have a bit of a rest. Saad comes back in, obviously. I then have gone Hewitt out on form. I've brought Dow in to reward what he's been doing and just do something different in that midfield. Fisher, I haven't been enjoying his game, so I think Bins had come in for that. I think it just adds more versatility, more pace around the ball. 
a better kick as well, which is what if we want to play this kick game style, Bins has been one of the most – he's like kicked – I think he's like number two or something for most kicks in the VFL, which is insane, if not number mm-hmm. one. Then Honey, I don't like how he's playing, so I would have brought in Carroll. Again, just it's not a like for like, but just yeah. something, a different dynamic, change things up slightly. And then Motlop, obviously, with the suspension, Fogarty plays most similar to his role in the twos. He would come in. Ideally, originally, I, I think I did have TDK coming in for Silvani as well, potentially, just to have mm. that, like, don't think both of them play well, TDK to exploit their ruck issue of West Coast. But yep. I don't know. That, that's, that's a big talking point this week is, like, well, what's going on with De Koning? Because he's out of contract, which means everything yeah, is more heightened. It's two weeks now he's not playing. What's he got to do to get back in? Um, but I think it's between him and Silvani. You can kind of flip a coin between those two at the moment. But I want a big changes. I wanted everyone that's yeah. playing well in the twos in. Um, but I'm, I'm fine with Kennedy. No Kemp? I, I, Kemp wasn't in mine just because I had yeah. more run in that back line. But if I, if I want to just quickly address yeah. the, the Kemp coming in now yeah, while yeah, I'm yeah. just talking nonsense. Go is off. I don't mind him coming in for Cowan. I would have preferred maybe a more run of a Boyd or something like that. But Cowan has been playing more lockdown. So I can kind of understand why they brought in Kemp. But I'm excited for Kemp to get an opportunity because he has been playing well in the twos. So I'm glad they rewarded someone and we can kind of see what he's like at AFL level. Mate, it's it's funny because if if that was what happened, I would I'd be happy. Mm. Um it's it's like yeah. I, I see the logic behind all of that. Like for me, it would it would just be four changes for me, just yeah. four changes. Um but but I agree with everything. For me, yeah. I, I would find a place for TDK though. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it seems ridiculous to like for me to be making this many changes and bringing in all these players that, you know, go back to the tier list video we did where I don't rate these guys <laughs> very highly at all. And it's, just the, it's just that frustration yeah. of, well, the guys out there that I thought were really good aren't doing it. Now, technically, will the guys that are worse be able to do better? Probably not, but... I know. It's, it's for me. It's all been around this like reward form to make these guys in the twos keep not knocking the door down and punishing bad form in the in the ones. That was kind of it. Mm. But I do understand that some people totally. will look at that and say it's just way too many. It's ridiculous. But yeah, I was hoping for something, and I guess we got a fraction a fraction of the of the changes really this week. I think with with how the narrative has gone for us this season, though, I don't think making changes like that would have been uh, looked at negatively. Like, if we go out there next week with changes like that and dish up a shocking performance, then I think that would be more well-received than running it back and doing the yeah. same thing and losing to West Coast. Like, that's the absolute worst-case scenario. Mm. Um but yeah, I mean, I mean, Honey, Honey, and Kerno were the two for me that it's like mm. it's just not giving anywhere near enough yeah. to be deserving of a selection. Motlop has to come out, and then the Cowan thing out, I I get as well. Like if he's yeah. not, um, you know, he mm. needs to be no. managed, then then that's that. That's cool. Yeah, I get it. Those those would have been my first out on form, and then the rest were more just me getting very angry at what I'm seeing and wanting change for the sake of change, really. But I think I nailed it with naming those yeah. ones. Uh do you have any other sort of questions on the team changes or any other thoughts that you kind of wanted to give on this? Because it's just such a, it's an interesting week of, of changes. All right. 
Spontaneous trivia time for you, Ian. Good segue oh, for me. Here we go. Because every week, uh, it feels like every week, we're like, oh, hang on. There's a bloody milestone this week. Out of nowhere. You aware that there's a milestone this week? No. I have not been aware that there's been a milestone the last like four weeks, I'll be honest. This is what I'm saying. So that's why I've got some trivia for me. And I'm glad you're not going to spoil this this one for me. I will say before before we get into this, before we get into this, this is I'm a I'm a little bit disappointed you haven't made the sting yet for this one. It's it is a very it's very me softball in the Hall of Fame where I brought it up, was hoping it it did well at the start. But I just want to let people know that this is something that has been spoken about off pod, that this man, Lockie, is going to be bringing me random tri- trivia to call me out and show that I know nothing about this football club. And at any time throughout the episode, no, 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 no. he will he will just press a button, hopefully when this thing's created. And I've just, I've just got to week. be on the back foot defensive and I've just got to get ready and hope I can nail it. I mean, that's the plan unless I'm open to feedback. If I get some feedback on this, doesn't work. Uh, we don't want to hear, like we rely on Ian for his takes and, you know, his knowledge. And this just exposes him as not having any of it truly. So I, if we have that, I don't want that to be a part of this show. But this is the trigger for this week. So I want you to tell me, and I think, I think you'll actually do well at this, I'm hoping. I want you to tell me who the next players are or on track to hit each milestone. So who's the Go next on. player that's going to get to, if they just, who's the closest to get to 250, 200, Ooh. 150, 150. So let's start oh, with right. 250. Who's the closest player to 250 games? And I don't want to see you Googling over there, Brownie. Well, okay. Hand, I'll have my hands here. I'm writing down. I was, I was actually writing down 250, 200 on my I like notebook. it. No, I like um, that. I like that. So just so I could think, well, I'll be honest, this is where this segment will start out by exposing me because the one thing I'm not good at is knowing how old people are and how many games they've played. Everything is a blur to me as far as that's concerned. So I would say just based on oh, based on age, maybe, 250, Ed? Yes, nailed it. Oh, I've nailed the nailed first it. one. That's enough. Everything else can be just a waste now, and I don't, I don't mind. I knew you'd get that one because we've, we've only got one... Um, 200 gamer. So then who's the closest to 200? Closest to 200. AKA our second most experienced player. See, you'd think it's probably Nick Newman on age, but I don't think it is because this man hasn't played a lot of football games. Crip has Mm -hmm. played a fair few. Doc's missed a few seasons. Who else is old in this team? Who else is pushing on age in there? I'm just trying to rattle off plays in my head. I'm going to go Cripper. Let's go Cripper for 200. Nailed it. Oh, two from two. Two from two. He's two from two. That's exciting. That's exciting. (sighs) All right. We're going good here. I feel like it gets harder with each one. Yeah. So, uh, And spoiler, this guy is on track to have his 150th the week after this week. Who would that be? I'm going to go for what I just spoke about there. I'm going to go to Nick Newman for a, a curveball. <sighs> is it not? Just because he's been there for ages, but hasn't no. played a lot of games? Yeah, isn't it crazy? Nick Newman's played 92 games. Nowhere near it. Really? 92? Well, he might be my next one for crazy? 100 then. Wee! Maybe you've snagged that little bit of information. Unless he's thrown that <laughs> to throw me off the scent. <laughs> so 150 is Doc. Doc uh, okay, that's the week after enough. this that's one, he's expected to be there. There you go. Yeah, a lot of milestones this year. Watch us lose them all because we never oh, seem to right. win in the milestone games. 
Oh, and there's, there's, a few here, there's a few here in this 100-game patch too. So this is just assuming health and assuming that yeah. you, know, you play they every play game. every game Who, from now on. Who's closest to 100? And I'm going to tell you, uh, Nick Newman's played 92, but the guy who is closest has played oh, 93. 90, oh, by beating by one. Yeah. Okay. So let's think. Jack Silvani just played his Correct. 100th. Jack, Zach Fisher's just played his 100th. So I'm thinking Correct. around Chera, his that crop. Weedering played it last year. So around that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's got to be Harry Mackay. Oh no! He's already played his hundred. Great guess. He's, close. He's, He's on close, ninety-two though. as well. Ninety-three. Give me one more guess. Charlie. Charlie's on ninety. How close are oh, all gee, these? I'm jump picking all the nineties. This is unbelievable. I, I got to give you one more. It's David Cunningham. No, <laughs> you've chosen all nineties. Give me the other guy in the nineties. I can't think of anyone else from around that time period, which is hurting oh. me. I can't think of him. That's right. Can't do it. Mitch, Mitch is McGovern it? is on 90. Really? Only 100? Good Lord, that's bad. I, know. I would have never got that in a million years. years. Young. Okay, can I come back and get the uh, get the, get the the win? The final. Well, it's the man who's playing his 50th game this weekend. This week? Oh, shit. Okay, okay. I need to almost picture the team in my head here. Picture mm-hmm. the team in my head. Who's there? Who, who could yeah, be around 50 good... games? Who could be around the 50 games? In the back line... Definitely not Saad, Doc, Gov, Weedering, Young maybe. Um, oh, I don't know. I reckon he's played less. I reckon he's played less. Who else? Who else? Akers definitely played longer. Pitt or oh, what's Pitt? Pitt could be close. Oh, it's Pitt or Young so far. Um, forward line is great. It's a great listing. I'm glad everyone at home is enjoying this. That's the feedback you're going to get on this. Stitch, uh, cut this. Just, just cut, cut Thank Ian's you. thinking time, or we'll just play some fun just music name. over the top. Uh, this does need some uh, music behind it. I can't think of anyone on the forward line. Gee, it's Pitt or Young. I'm going to guess the wrong one, regardless. I reckon. <laughs> uh, oh, give me Pitt. Oh, it's Young. <laughs> of course, of course. Oh, it's always one, always one. You don't know this team. I always knew. How many you games Pitt or Sun supporter? <laughs> got the scarf um, somewhere. Pito's next. He's on forty-six. Oh, so I got so close. You, I'm happy that you, I'm in the ball. You actually impressed me there. You've actually there was no one that was. If there was someone that's played like three hundred games, and I was like, is he playing his fiftieth game this week? That would have been the concern. Um, but, <laughs> no, that's not I like the soft lord. You've made me look not too much like an idiot. That's good. How, how has Nick Newman played that many games? Isn't that crazy? It's, an, it's insane. It really is. But I think probably to just wrap up the, the talking of the team changes, because I know everyone, that's been the hot the hot topic. And I think a lot of people are probably expecting me to explode a bit more than I am. I think what I was annoyed initially, very annoyed. I've kind of moved to a different mindset, which is, okay, you've backed them now. Vossi and the coaching group, and whoever's on team selection has backed in the same guys week in, week out. Backed in the game plan, backed in everything right now. There are no excuses this week. We've been calling no. for changes for the past month. He has said, no, these are the guys that will do it. So show me. Like, if they're not going to do it this week, I don't even know what happens. But it's time to put up or shut up. So that's the way I'm taking it this week. Maybe that's a bit more positive. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it is. Maybe it's me just waiting for disaster. But... My take this week is 
you've backed them. So, so show me something, but yeah, yep. it's very interesting. It's very interesting, but there's, there's another, now we'll, we'll change it a little bit because we've, we've gone all over the run sheet. We'll yeah. go towards That's what we do put now, put now West coast Eagles hats on going a bit through an opposition oh, analysis, gosh. I suppose. So there's not a lot that honestly we should be worried about too much. And maybe those words will come back to haunt me quite a lot, but I'll, I'll speed through this quickly. Adelaide. Yeah, no, please do. I love, I love this. So I'll be honest. I'll put my hand up firstly and say that I have not watched a lot of West Coast games this season because if I have, I'd probably be in a men- mental institution. Surely <laughs> no one, no one would put themselves through that kind of viewing. No one would want to watch a West Coast game. But going off little bits I've seen, I've seen quarters here or there, going off as much deep diving as I have this week and looking at their team. We'll start at the back line. It's not that bad. Probably their best area, to be honest, looking at their back line. It's got the most consistent names through it. It doesn't have as many injuries. I think mean, Jeremy McGovern's probably the only big out there. Um, Shuey's back in this week. I'm not Shuey, sorry. Um, Hearn's back in this week um, mm-hmm. for Shuey. Um, but their back line run's probably the one thing I would worry about, really. If you look okay. at the names they've got down there, they've got Jones, they've got Witherden, they've got Duggan and Hunt, who has played a bit wing but also can play off halfback. Knowing that's been an issue that we've struggled with, containing teams running off halfback, and knowing our bad forward entry, knowing that's probably their strength at the moment, that's probably the cause for concern is if we okay. struggle to stop their run and transition from halfback, we're going to run into some issues because that's probably a strength for them at the moment. Um, so that's probably the main thing. Looking at the midfield, in theory, not heaps to worry about. No Shuey, Sheed, or Elliot Yo. They are massive outs. No, no Nick Natanui in the ruck as well. So the ruck stocks are lacking. The ruck mm-hmm. conversation's a bit interesting because I think Bailey Williams, it's it's a weird matchup for Pitonet. Pitonet's good at the taps, not good at much else. Mm-hmm. Bailey Williams, not good at the taps. He's a lot more <laughs> around the ground, winning the ball beneath his feet. Like he's a lot better at that. And they're kind of the opposites. So that matchup is something I'm interested to see how it goes. Hoping the lack of midfield power for them, lack of hit out power for them allows us to finally get an ascendancy in the clearances. Midfield gets on mm. top. But I mean, they've got, as I said, they've got the run of Hunt. They've got the run of a um, Gaff. Got a, a Cully, a, a Jimby, those guys that are sort of hard workers in there. So they're not going to make it easy for us. Yeah. But we should be dominating in that area. And then lastly, their forward line. Look, there's not heaps and heaps to, to look out for. But Oscar Allen, I'll throw this out there for you. I'll, I'll, I'll throw a bit of trivia out there your way. He is one of three oh, no. players this season to have kicked multiple goals in every game this year. Can you name me the other two? Oh, wow. That is... Multiple goals in every game this year. Let Oscar me Allen expose and myself. two more. And two more. I guess I'll go Jezza. Yep. And then two goals in every game. Um, when you think about it, it is pretty simple. <sighs> Oh, it's, it's, it, I don't want to expose myself. It should it's be Kurt, easy. Eh? Yeah, it is. It's yeah. Ed. No, it's, it's of course Charlie. <laughs> uh, it's it's the leading goal kickers there. But interesting though, Oscar man. Allen, he's their focal point up forward and has been in good form. So he's someone that we obviously do need to stop. Mm-hmm. They don't have a Liam Ryan in there. They don't have a Jamie Cripps. But, you know, Jack Darling is is a fine, to not be too offensive to him, it's like he's a, he's a decent footballer. He's not bad. He's not excellent. But it can, can cause you some issues if you don't shut that down and if you don't prevent the fast entries, which we've been struggling to do. Teams have been tearing us apart. 
Darling likes to move and he's a mobile forward. So that could hurt us. And the only other person I'd say to look mm. out for is Jake Waterman, who always seems to play well against us. He's another hardworking lead up oh. player. So those are the kind Real of plays that could hurt us if we play as poorly as we probably have in weeks and that they get the ascendancy in that midfield battle. Um, and Jai Carly kicked a few goals. I think he kicked four or something the other week. So he's another player that's got a few tricks to him that can do a bit in there. Those are the plays to worry about, I suppose. But again, on top of all of this, if we just do the things right, we'll be fine. But it's that delivery inside 50 and turnover, mm-hmm. rebound, mm-hmm. that could expose us if we don't play well. But that's sort of the things to look out for from a West Coast point of view. That's good. No, I, I like that. There's no excuses none. at all. None. There is none. not a single, single one. Can you dangle those keys for me, Lockie? Because you know what time it is. <laughs> it's the keys to winning. That is this segment. I don't have a sting yet. We need, but we need a producer. Didn't bring, we do because we don't have the time for this. So if someone's actually good at video <laughs> editing and can find and make all these things for us, wants to make a sting, Let put us your know. hand up. Let us know. Hit us up at Navy Blue Corner on social Please. or email us at the Navy Blue Corner at gmail.com. And, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, send in your resume and we might select you and we might try to work together to create these things. But the keys to winning Dangle is them. one of the favorite parts of this. So if I had my keys around me, I would to make that noise. Um, the question is, how do we win this game? Lockie, I want to open this to you firstly. If you were to nail one thing, I know we've said now what we want to see, but I offer you one thing. And if this is done well, <laughs> we win the game. The one thing. What would it be? What would it be? Wow. Oh, my God. That's such a hard question. It is. And because... I don't have it. It wasn't on my run sheet. I've just thrown that off the cuff. So yeah, I don't think I have that. an answer. So I ask it. So I give myself time to think of a great response. See you fumble the bag here. Yeah. And I come in and just uh, like, nail it. I don't want to give a stupid answer, like more goals than them. Like that kind of thing. You know how people would say something like <laughs> Outscore that. Outscore them. And we win the game. That's um, like so funny. Um, but it's funny because the first thing that came to mind was th- kind of what you spoke about, about dominating the midfield battle, like yeah. Pitt getting on top and dominating the midfield. But that isn't, that isn't mm-hmm. enough for me right now. Like that, that does not tell me that yeah. we're definitely going to win. We could dominate the midfield battle and, mm-hmm. and, and lose. Um, so I guess that's why it comes back to the, it, it's, it's, all, it's the of- forward half. Yeah, it, it's 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 what happens in the forward half. Um, I don't have a good answer for this. You go. Mm. No, I, I think you've kind really of alluded to what I would have kind of said, and it, it's 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 hard because it's it feels like it's everything is the one answer, but it's literally like ball movement and the way that yeah. we are moving the ball and delivering the ball, and that's kind of it. And I'll I'll, I'll pivot to what I did have written down to then go back to this point later. And I won't do it as seamlessly. I'll kind of let you know what's going to happen. It's one of those, like, we'll start at the end, then we'll go back to the beginning and we'll slowly get back to it. It's one of those ones. But I want to look at the statistical profile right now to see our improvement areas and how to do it and then what that will mean when we fix it. Because ball movement's been the issue. Game plan's been the issue as far as Mm -hmm. what we believe because we believe the crop of talent out there, we're not getting the most out of them. So I'll throw some things out there for you. Currently, we are ranked number two for marks in the whole AFL. We're number one for contested marks, which is ridiculous. Believe for that one as well. I didn't get the information for this one, but I believe it's close to being like Charlie and Harry, like number one and two for this individually, which is insane. 
but okay. we're 15th for marks inside 50 and 14th for inside 50s in general. So clearly what this I mean, is telling me, just based off that, is you're getting plenty of the ball. You're just hmm. not getting in the right areas, really. Yeah. Is that, is I mean, that, that fit, what that's telling? That fits the narrative of what we're saying, I think, so mm. for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I guess off that, looking at the contested marks, like it, it's a bit of that... It's the personnel over system to an extent. Like we're getting bailed out by our forwards being so good and we're just not doing it right. And the St. Kilda game was the perfect example of this. Like we're marking the ball and getting it in our back half, but we just could not penetrate forward inside our 50. Like we could not get it over the halfway line and then could not get it into our forward 50. And when you're just chipping around, getting the marks up and then only getting bailed out by contested marks, there's no space. Mm-hmm. And this is this is the interesting part of this because we're actually fourth ranked for rebound 50s, which is not something I would have expected. And then looking at the, how we're, what we're doing with the ball and sort of compare that as well to like, we're actually 15th for clearances, for winning clearances, and we're 10th mm-hmm. for hit outs. So midfield's not doing well. Yeah, We're marking the ball a lot and we're rebounding a lot from defense. The way we're using the ball is the issue. Second... Yes. For kicks currently, but we're 11th for handballs. And there's mm-hmm. clearly discrepancy there. So I think what that is kind of telling me right now, obviously we're not getting enough inside 50s and then marks from those inside 50s, but we're getting plenty of the ball. Yep. If we do less kicks and more handballs, theoretically, that should basically equal like faster ball movement because what's happening, Great. the kick mark allows time for people to set up elsewhere. Yes, you're moving the ball quicker, in, in a sense, it's going further, but I don't think the way that we are kicking the ball is helping that. It seems to be chipping mm-hmm. it around to try and find... It's a methodical kick-mark game style. If we were to incorporate more handballs and move that up, it creates more space because if you're handballing to someone else, there's more pace around the football, that equals more spread. More spread from the contest, which also, if we talk about clearances, you win more mm-hmm. clearance, have more effective clearances, more effective hit-outs, there's more yep. space for the man in possession, which equals less pressure, better delivery of the ball inside 50, more mm. space everywhere. It seems like it's it's so stupid and so simple and clearly no, it's AFL coaches right. would know this thing. But when you're able to diagnose, I think, the problem of the slow methodical game plan <laughs> is clogging up the space. And if we're incorporating more handballs, if we're winning more clearances, doing these mm-hmm. things, you're moving the ball away from the congestion fast and then if you still kick it's fine because you're kicking to space but we're currently not doing that we're just we're padding our stats trying to find the easy option that's never seemingly there and then the last stat i'll throw up is we're 17th for ground ball gets now that is hmm, contested that possessions at ground level that is what ground ball gets are winning contested possession at ground level now that to me equals winning or losing the critical contests so if you hmm. win more of those you're winning the ball at ground level in good pos- in good position, critical contest, to then move the ball away again at spread. And all these things currently we're not doing, which is hurting us. Mm. I think the positive, the positive is we're at least we're fourth for rebound 50. So we're moving it from a decent area. We're kind of seemingly getting it from these turnovers inside D50. Mm. But that movement isn't working for us, and we're not able to do it effectively. So yeah, that's kind of then leads back to the mm. ball movement. If we get these things right. We do all these little things that kind of equals good delivery inside 50. I guess, what do you make of 
the stats I've thrown out and me trying to diagnose the, the issues that currently plague this football team. I think you've nailed it. I think we need to get that into Soja's hands, feed that back into the <laughs> car back. Sure there. Um, no, the I think way, right. it's I mean, two-way communication at this stage. I mean, that's truly a, a key jingler too, if I've ever heard it. Like you've, you've expressed it well. And, and therefore, I think inside 50 efficiency is what I want to put as yeah. my key because mm. it, like as you kind of spoke about with where West Coast lack and, and that kind of thing, when, there is no reason we should have any issue getting the ball in there this mm. weekend. Yeah. So it's going to be about mm. making sure that we're getting it in there in the right way uh, with the right speed in the right areas and then mm. the forwards do, do their job as well. That's got to yeah. be the key. And- yeah, and if we're able to be more efficient with our ball moving inside there and actually you utilize the strengths that we have, our strength of the two two of the best forwards in the game and getting them good looks a goal. And we haven't been doing that. I've been yep. getting it in there enough, clearly. Clearly, 14th for inside 50s. Like these two, if you if you dominate inside 50s, there's like not a way we lose this game of football. I know. I think I think that's it. Like that is it. If we get it in well enough, come on. Can't lose. It's simple analysis, but it has to be done. But yeah, that's pretty much the keys to winning. I mean, let us know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. Get us on the socials at Navy Blue Corner. Let us know your thoughts mm-hmm. on that. What do you want to see this week? Get us with three things. What are the keys to winning? Anything else we need to look out for from West Coast? Your thoughts on the team changes any of that? We're always keen to chat. Drop us, get into our DMs, tweet at us, anything like that. Even email us. Remember, the Navy Blue Corner at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm getting all the plugs in. Plug. It's not too bad. But what I'm not a pro <sighs> at, Lockie, oh, yeah. it's clearly footy tips. How did because, you go last week? Well, I did the same as you the week prior. I got seven out of nine. But we know here at the yeah. Navy Blue Corner that seven out of nine doesn't cut it. That's not good enough. That's better keep, than I thought as well. I agree. I could not believe it. But for me to stay in charge of footy tips, I have to beat <laughs> what you did the week prior. Unfortunately, I, like I didn't do system. that. So this time, it's Lockie's time for the tips. Now, if you happen to get eight, all you'd have to do then to keep being in charge of the footy tips is to get your same score. The only time you have to beat a score is you have to beat <laughs> the other persons to get in. So that's it. So that's it. So here we go. Um, actually, no, that doesn't work. Is there? Oh, no, no, it does. It does. It works. It works. It works. It works. I'll eventually get it. But doesn't go. it mean that if I get nine this week, then I'm I can't be off the throne? Is that what we're saying? Uh, or maybe we'll have to do something for nine. Look, clearly, clearly, it's a work in progress. This one hasn't been thought about. Uh, I guess I just don't ever expect anyone to get nine. But we'll cross that bridge no, no, when no. we get to it. Automatically, we'll talk about that next week when I nail these. But we've got to do the footy tips for this week. And, and I'm very excited because we need to be better than this. We need to be better than 7 out of 9. Currently, yep. we're 179th out of 309 in the Carlton Cheer Squad footy rank. tipping competition. Well, I've just got to spruik this comp- tipping competition and say that, okay, well, let's, okay, let's do a bit of It means there's some here. high performers in this league because we're great at tipping. So all well, those people above us are elite. What's insane is I'm like second in my work footy tipping. That everyone's yeah. actually doing pretty well. And in this, we are, I don't know what's happened. The wheels have fallen off. Apparently, Carlton Sporters, great at tipping, um, which is frustrating for our sake. I think we need to reevaluate this. We'll get Clearly, them. We'll get them. at this stage, maybe a win of this competition, finishing top three to get these prizes. Maybe that's not in our wheelhouse. Let's still aim for that. Clearly, winning mentality. But I think we've got to break this down smaller. We've got to break this down right. smaller, Lockie, right. into chunks to get to our goal. 
I like that. What do we need to be breaking in, you know, next week? What are we, what are these little benchmark targets we're going to set for ourselves to be slowly moving up this ladder? Where do you want to be in a few weeks time? Cause we're 179th. Where do you want to be <laughs> a few weeks time? Lachlan. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm saying top hundred, mate. We need yeah, to get that's in that what top I was 100 say. and then we can start talking about digits. it. Double so digits. let's do it. Let's get into these tips. Let's but what, the so button. what this makes me think yeah? then is okay. do we need to get aggressive? Oh. Do we need to start looking at some upsets? And anyway, we'll, we'll go through it. That, that's, where, that's where my head's at. I'll say that. Weirdly, this is going to be maybe stupid for me. If we keep getting seven out of nine, I think we'll bloody get up there because that's, that's good. But it is good. clearly it's not enough currently. And maybe, I don't know. Feel free to go for all the upsets you want, and then I'll just be in that chair next week. It's, this is a hard thing. I feel like we're competing against ourselves now when we both want to be winning, but maybe that's the little push we need, like having someone performing in the twos ready to steal your spot at any stage. You've got to be onto it. But let's start. Friday night, Marvel Stadium, the informed St. Kilda take on Port Adelaide. Who's your winner, and what is the margin? Oh, mate. And see, this, this is ah uh... Danger game. You know what? I'm in charge. I'm in charge. I'm aware. Port by a six. Well, I'll be in the chair next week. Don't worry about that, listeners. We'll be in they the cannot, chair. Enjoy they that cannot one. keep doing this. They cannot keep doing this. Okay, I'll say what. Well, okay, I'm going to actually, I'm going to put my balls on the table here. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe maybe I shouldn't do that. We'll never be allowed on YouTube again. Go Thank on. God this is, maybe we'll ban the YouTube for this week. Lucky it's an audio okay. podcast for those listening at home. If Port Adelaide win, regardless of your tips, you can have it next week. You can have oh, I appreciate it next week. That. I appreciate that. That's how confident I am. Watch that egg on my wow. face next week. Because you love the Saints. What were you talking about last week? You love them. They're just, you know, they, they come marching in. Uh, Brisbane versus Fremantle at the Gabba. Lions. Lions. Beautiful. Uh, Sydney versus GWS at the Sydney mm-hmm. Cricket Ground. Do the Giants wear their good jumper for this one? Oh, or is that boy. only like home games? I don't really understand. But who wins oh, this one? Doesn't matter to me. Got to be Sydney. Marvel Stadium. We head at 4.35 p.m. Western Bulldogs take on the Hawks. Gee, very short favorites here, aren't they? I think this will be the Dogs as well. No swerves here for me. Gee, I'm excited for the only tip you get wrong this week to be St. Kilda Port. Uh, Melbourne oh. versus North Melbourne at the G. $10 if, for North Melbourne here. My God. If that happens, no. that's almost that's almost me off, even if Is I get the you're upset? Is this your upset? Uh, no, I wouldn't have thought so. Our no. boy's out as well. So, D's. Yeah. Issue for our supers. Uh, so, yeah, no, definitely we'll D's there. That. Then we go to our clash. Baggies. Are you tipping against us? Are you going West Never. Coast or are you going the, you going the baggers? No, Maybe that's the downfall we've been tipping us. Uh, and I was going to say that. <laughs> Sunday. Red hot until about three-quarter time. They did a Carlton in round 23. It was Essendon uh, last week. That now playing it. Geelong. Who are you taking in this one? Stuff. Probably a, a tough the... game this week. but It could be. Geelong? It could be. But I'm going to go with Geelong. Yeah. Yep. Now, we've got a few left. We've got Richmond at Marvel, mm-hmm. where Dimmer will be very happy to trek down there versus the Gold Coast Suns. <laughs> no Took. No Took. Yeah, exactly right. Tigs, Tigs, Tigs. Dimmer will love now, that. Adelaide now, Adelaide. Now, this is interesting. Adelaide versus Collingwood. 
Collingwood. Oh. I know this. This that would that would feel like a sexy. That's swerve. the one. Yeah, that's, that's I think where I would have done the swerve. The I integrity of these tips. I think there's going to be people like us on their podcast talking about the Carlton Cheer Squad tipping, and they're going to look at that game as the one to swerve, mm. and they would be wrong. I'm going to say Collingwood by under a goal. Yeah, that's huge. That's that's good from you. I think that's where nine yeah, nine. I would have. I would have gone the simpleton move of the Adelaide win there and keep everything pretty much the same. Mm. No. Yeah. Pie's no, going to be top of the ladder after this week. I'll hit submit and we Sad will be getting six out of seven on those. <laughs> <Just> to... <laughs> six out of seven. Six oh, out of seven. Brandy. That's that's maths. Uh, six out of nine is the thing there. But yes, that is the footy tipping done. That's basically this episode done. Hype me up. Wow. We're going to get know if I've got... this segment too. See, this is the thing. It's all off the cuff, which is the hard part. And I don't know if I'm that up and about because my thing at the moment, I don't think I should have to come on here and hype the boys up and hype the fans up anymore. I'm a bit sick of it, Lockie. I'm a bit sick of the same players getting trotted out, the same way we move the ball, week in, week out, nothing changing. So this week, the pump-up isn't for the fans. The pump-up is for the boys on the field and Vossi and the coaches Holy and shit. the president and the boot man, the man washing the boots every week. It's for them. <laughs> sort it out. He's, Lockie's left. Lockie's left. He's gone already, but... No, I just want you to win, and I want you to do it convincingly. Everything we've talked about in this podcast, we can see it. The fans can see it. We know how we need to win this game of football. We know we have to be beating a depleted, poor West Coast team, and there's no excuses. Falling over and limping over the line like we've done in the last few weeks isn't good enough anymore. We need a statement. You want a platform to fix everything, to go forward with some confidence, this is that game. And the baggers are going to bloody do it. And they're going to win by over 100 points. The lovely WA Blues support base, they're going to be happy. They're going to be cheering it. And if anyone's making the journey over, if there are any WA Blues supporters over there, which I know there are so bloody many of you, because I've been over there so many times and the functions are always amazing. Well, guess what, guys? You know what you've got to do. You know what you've got to do. You've got to beat the Camfield for their pre-match function at 2 p.m., it's just, it's literally at the ground. He's a lovely pub, the Canfield. Go there. There is a WA supporters group function. They're going to have raffles. They're going to have auctions. They're going to have speakers, guest speakers from the club. This is the big shout out for the WA Blues. Dad will be happy. Um, it. it is there. Gold coin, gold coin donation is all you need to be doing to get into the ground. And if you're traveling, it is great. You get to speak to some amazing people there. It's a very family-friendly vibe at the place. It's a lot of fun. So if you're over in WA, make sure you get over to the Camfield 2 p.m. on Saturday and then watch the Blues bloody beat the West Coast Eagles. And that's going to happen. Go Blues. See you guys next time.